0: G'day golfers. Ever found yourself redirecting blame and making excuses after having an absolute shocker on a golf course? I know that I have. Range was closed, I was a little cold, didn't warm up, I hit it in those three old divots? Then we have the podcast for you. We focus on how to fundamentally own your swing. Strike it pure and consistently shoot in the 70s. Be it if you're a weekend hack, retired and playing daily, a school phenom or a tour professional. We present and discuss facts and physics pertaining to golf, trying to keep our ego and opinion at bay. We dispel myths such as keep your head down, bend your knees, or my all-time favourite, game improvement irons. So stop drinking that mythical Kool-Aid and have a sip of ours. I think you'll find it both inspiring and refreshing. I'm Scott Young, founder of Swing, PGA professional and ex-tour player. And together with physical therapist, Dr. Sean Joyce, Welcome to Pivot the Path. G'day golfers and welcome to 2024. Yeah, good morning. Welcome. Morning SJ. Everybody. How are you, sir?
1: Doing really well. I'm excited for this year. We got a lot of fun stuff going on.
0: Yeah, we got a good, good, good new year's here, 20 uh 28 degrees. I think we've got a storm coming in the northeast this week. Another one. Another one today. Yep. Mm. We got like 70 miles an hour of breeze coming through. Oh, good. Imagine playing ferry point. Ooh. 70 miles an hour, that little yeah, knockdown get that shot. Yeah, that
1: knockdown going. How You're is your right? New Year's? Very good. Very wholesome and relaxed this year. Very I was cool. back home with the family over the holidays. Got a bit sick and all that. So we just had a really nice dinner in the city. Called it pretty early. Very, and you
0: were very much a crystal ball. You said to me, I could be playing golf one day in Colorado and then snowing the next. And you played... 10 holes with miles we got it we got shout to out 15, the big guy 16 16 holes I mean,
1: it was 50 degrees played with my brother as well we were out there in golf polos oh, um that's it. No took sweater. layers off yeah it was that's it was insane. sunny it was nice and then next day you know six inches of snow a couple days later six more inches so we got a bit of everything and
0: you guys year. ski or no skiing
1: no not this no. year but uh, i'm itching to get back to that
0: yeah very cool we had a very yeah. quiet new year's eve we had a wonderful uh, evening round at some mates in. And then our eldest had eight of her mates around. So we had nine Whoa. 13-year-old young ladies staying at our house. On New e- Year's Eve? On New Year's Eve. Okay. We finished our soiree at about uh, 11, half past 11. And then Rosemary went and picked up all the girls and then they pretty well partied hard at our house till what, three or four in the morning. And all right. Mama Bear knowledge. said, all right. Yeah. we're done <laughs> shut it down and then we cooked a <laughs> mad storm of a breakfast the next morning It was really cool we have an open house so we love having That's kids awesome. to stay. yeah it
1: was yeah, really cool. yeah revolving door and it's very cool it's very cool good fun
0: and then what have we got news from the fairways probably the biggest news this week was tiger yeah uh, something leaving, happens
1: with tiger it's everywhere Nike.
0: i'm a bit yeah. over everything tiger dominating the industry but i'd love to see the pga tour blast out that uh Chris Kirk won. I think that was an amazing story.
1: Yeah, yeah really cool. He's
0: obviously represents a bit of the normal Joe, been ups and downs, had his yeah. depression, and he's a real character. Almost
1: like walked away from golf entirely. Yeah, I just
0: love the, the the tour to get away from a little bit of Tiger and Tiger's son and get back to actually our current status. So Chris Kirk, great story. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was amazed watching. You know, I'm f- familiar with the name, and I love watching golf, but. Uh, I didn't realize he's won six times on tour. He's won this six events.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's kind of a sleeper in that regard. He's
0: won twenty-nine million dollars to date. Yeah. Dude's got some cash in the bank. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's done well and, and been around for quite some time. Yeah. So it's fascinating. He's kind of flown under the radar. And then like we were just talking about with Tiger, you know, he changes um or finally parts with Nike and then that's all you see. You know, yeah, five hundred million out.
0: for the life of his contract and and it dominates. And I'm like, well, he's He's yesterday's news. Let's focus on the future generation. You know, he's he's such a Taylor Swift in terms of all he or she have to do is, and I love the swizzle, but we got to move on in golf from Tiger, mm-hmm. I believe. It's time we support these guys and we look for the next 20-year-old phenomenon. And, and I thought Chris handled himself amazingly well. He was so yeah. calm. Uh,
1: remarkable, you know, remarkable how... His demeanor was consistent from start to finish, especially on that last day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that last pressure. six
0: under was literally like he was playing with you and I on a Wednesday mm-hmm. at Ferry Point. Yeah. Which maybe you should ask him. Hey, yeah. Let's get come him out down there. To Ferry Point, and go yeah. play. I mean, guys and girls out there, he represents the normal golfer. He only hits at 280. He's not, I think he's 50th or 40th. Wiki checkers don't fact me, but I think he's around 40 or 50th on driving distance. Mm-hmm. So he's not crunching at 300 yards. No. Um, he puts obviously very, very well, but his demeanor and his mental application was just rock solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfazed. You and I were here together, and we were watching. Uh, you know, compare that to Brendan Todd. <laughs> here's here's a difference. So we've got Brendan Todd. Rumor that guy. I think we were watching it. Uh, he was twenty one under, so he's only three or four shots behind. Is he's on the fourteenth. Yep. Hits his driver, snap hooks it, or snap cuts it and snaps his driver, yeah. and he's got a potential to win the event.
1: That's insane.
0: Like, you've got to learn, guys and girls, from every angle. You've got to learn to control your emotions. We see it here practicing. When when golfers come in here and they're having a terrible week, we absolutely see their practice here diminish. Yeah. And you and I had a comment. We're like, what's this guy thinking? Yeah.
1: It's entertaining to watch, but disastrous for his round. Then he stuck with three woods, And I think he finished through.
0: double. Par, par, birdie, double. Yeah. So instead of coming top 10, getting another 400 grand, remember, you've got to keep over, you know, 1.2, 1.3 to keep your card. Yeah. Top top 100, top 120. But instead of actually just holding his composure, he now puts his game for the entire calendar under pressure, which if he came five, fifth or sixth, he's 21 under with mm-hmm. six holes, five holes to play. Yeah. So he just keeps plugging along. Finishes top 10, earns another 400 grand. All of a sudden, pressure gets taken from his game. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't control his temper. He snaps his driver. And now his game's under pressure for next week. Yeah. Because maybe this coming week, his driver doesn't feel as good. Or maybe it's a little different. Yeah. You know, so it, what we try to do is to say, here's what the world's best are doing. What can we learn from it? Dude, like get angry, I love that. Yeah, but yeah, Don't snap your driver.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating to hear that from your perspective, since you've played under pressure like that, and knowing week to week you've got to show up. You know, I was thinking, oh, I mean, in the moment, snaps the driver, a bit of a blow up, but then hey, you can move on. But actually, that will oh, that'll trickle, that will trickle into down absolutely the rest of the season.
0: He'll have he'll have conservatively four or five identical driver shafts, and they won't be identical, no doubt about it. I yeah. build golf clubs all day every day. So, you know, maybe he steps up and maybe he's... So if he's 21 under, one would think he likes his equipment. Yeah. Maybe that next driver's just not quite as stiff or a little, you know, so it's that whole trickle down and he he seems like a really good dude too, but that whole snap of lack of concentration, that could change his whole year. Yeah, yeah. Pivot, he can holds his composure, he makes par on that hole. Maybe he finishes birdie, 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 maybe wins. Yeah, true. All because of 10 seconds. So, you know, the lesson I took from that was, dude, relax. Like, you know, Mr. Kirk, just an absolute even kill. I thought he was, I don't know much about him, but mentally it was that two-foot putt that he's just kind of walked up and just rolled in. I'm like, 3.6 million as you go. Yeah, million. and they
1: interviewed him afterwards, and he talked at one point about no matter how nervous he was, he just kept putting himself in the right positions. But when you watched it, you're like, he wasn't nervous. It's hard to believe he felt any sort of internal turmoil, but he just composed himself so well. It's really impressive.
0: Yeah, very impressive. I mean, I, I from a macro point of view, I'm not a massive fan of watching a golf tournament. At Birdie Fest at 29 under. Yeah, I just get the feel as though the tour want to blow live out of the water and say how good these guys are. On a subtle undertone, I want to see harder golf. Those fairways were.
1: Last year, two years ago, I think Cam Smith won two years ago at like 34 under at Century Tournament and Champions. John Rahm run last year in the 30s under.
0: Yeah, they got to bring those fairways in or make the rough a little thicker. Obviously, if it's blowing. Yeah. uh, Because it's on the water there. Uh, but yeah, thirty under.
1: Need a little more up and down.
0: Need a little more, little more direction. One yeah. thing I was fascinated at, it was one of the last holes, the little reachable par four where they've got like a sixty yard pitch. Um, uh, Kevin Kisner. Yeah, Kis. Oh, I used to play with Kiz, a Good, good guy. And Kevin and the commentators were saying, we've been keeping data on this hole for fifteen years, and they knew the mathematics of this little reachable almost reachable par four. It's like mm-hmm. 15, 16. Depending on where they, yeah. they hit it. Yeah. They said, if we, if you take your second shot on the hole, you've got a 60% t- chance it's going to spin to the left. And based on numbers, the commentators and the back office had realized that, and I think it was Kiz who said, if I hit this 10 yards right of that flag, I've got a 62% chance of making birdie. Or And the stats on every number, because obviously they've got a back office on every hole, what the stats are on the whole. And yeah. its it was a light bulb how much tournament golf has changed even since I was there on, mm-hmm. hey, my percentage of play strokes gained, that as much as I might want to try and hit this on the green, the stats will tell you that that's an incorrect motion. Yeah, And it was amazing to me how absolutely statistical the commentators are starting to get yeah. to know that if they hit it in position A, they'll make a birdie, or even though position B might not be attractive, it's 67% chance of making a birdie.
1: Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah.
0: So got, what was that Moneyball movie about baseball?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah Moneyball and just now, put it on a spreadsheet. Put it and, on a spreadsheet. Yeah. That was fascinating.
0: <laughs> that was fascinating. So Mr. Todd, we're hoping that you uh, have a good, I'd love to see that guy win this week. Yeah. To that'd be back, amazing. Yeah. That'd be yeah. amazing to come yeah, back. Be interesting and
1: to keep an eye on now after, uh, you know, how it went. Over this weekend,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so that's what we took from from this week. And uh, DP Tour starts this week in Dubai. Yeah, LPGA Tour starts in two weeks. So we're going to try to bring to you, you know, who wins the the DP and mm-hmm. who wins who wins LPGA and the yeah. Asian with, Tour. With what's going on? My and... mate Mr. Endicott didn't play this week, so hopefully Harry's in this coming week.
1: Yeah, that would be, be awesome. nice to see. Yep.
0: Um, how was your week at? number one at uh, group training so our group trainings kicked off the year with a
1: yeah we got a nice big gusto. group um Who've it's awesome I week? think you know the first day in of course after holidays everyone's you know drinks food, um it's a little rough getting your first workout and sweat in so they hit it hard how were they Um, so give me
0: what do you mean by that were they just a little bit sluggish or yeah and i think it's
1: you know 6 30 in the morning we started on the third of the new year so it's just getting back into the swing of things but no better way than to rip the band-aid off
0: and so what do you suggest for all everyone out there who's who's maybe what week one of january they're still a little
1: get get in the gym start sweating get running whatever it is just you know break the seal and uh and start again.
0: Who've we got this week? What so we titles? got a
1: really interesting group, tons of variation across the board with, you know, very mobile versus some really stiff, um, serious injuries from years past kind of stuff. What type so of stuff we got there? Pelvic fractures, uh That's right, so we've like got that. one of our Surgical wonderful, uh, yeah.
0: we've got a wonderful ex-Marine, mm-hmm. without going into too much detail, he's basically shattered his pelvis in half. Yeah. yeah longitudinal. It's been
1: fixed together with screws, so bones fused after the decade. So it literally has less capacity to move. And then we have another one in particular that is about as mobile as it gets, yeah, uh, which is fascinating. Ash. And yeah. he's
0: got his brother here. One's a big, big boy, ex-Division ex One tennis player. And Ash, who's a little less uh, stable. He's like me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty fascinating.
0: How do you we sit down and we talk about their screen, but how do you explain to, the, to Ash and to Addy how they're brothers, but yet they're polar parts in movement? Do you have that conversation? And- yeah,
1: actually, the, that's the easy part is, I don't say much to them. The first day of group training always is, let's see how these guys move. And they don't yeah. really know, but I'm just testing them out. Yeah. So, so what type
0: of thing? What type of-
1: put them through exercises, they learn themselves. And you take the one who's very stable um, and more stout and put them through an exercise, crushes it, no big deal. The other brother goes in who needs the stability way too mobile and he's falling apart. And then you get him in another exercise where it's vice versa. And they realize real quickly where they stand relative to each other. But then yeah. in the spectrum of stability versus mobility, all of that.
0: Which one do you think is an easier fix or are they not? Is it, You can't say that.
1: Hard to say. It depends a lot on the person and if they want to change it, first of all, if they see it as something to improve upon um and then just how you do it but either way it takes a lot of dedication and reps so one's going to be a bit more mobility focused at first if Mm. you're on the stiffer side you got to break through whatever restrictions you may have and then on the other end if you're very mobile it's difficult because you have to learn to feel and control the right muscles to give your bones if you're lacking stability yeah yeah so that again too needs a lot of reps but very different things
0: Interesting. Yeah. So the, the two brothers are, and they're great. I actually got, I mean, everyone's, you know, we, we really pride ourselves in having a really wonderful community in here. They're great guys, but it's interesting that the one who's a little less mobile, uh, Addy was a very, very good tennis player. And ironically, Ash, who should move better, didn't play a lot of sports. So he's, he's like a rubber band. He and I are very similar in that, He'll come in and come from the inside like 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. And his brother comes outside two degrees. Yeah. And yet his brother's more sporty in commas. And yet his brother, who's this big guy, what is he, six, four, he's a big yeah. dude, is looking at his younger brother going, Oh, I want some of that. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's always golf. I feel like it's uh it's confronting other things you're not good at. Um, but it's funny in that way, a lot of the things that You try and overpower and do naturally in golf, aren't always so the big goal overpower. Is that
0: what you see in in the movement? Does he try to overpower stuff as well, or is it too early?
1: A little bit early, yeah. Um, but it's just he does really well in the things that require more stability and strength, and then is struggling in the things requiring a lot of mobility, and then it will be opposite for his brother.
0: Interesting, interesting. So, what would you recommend? Start of the year, everyone wants to get on the fitness bandwagon, we just keep churning along here, but. Would you uh, explain that if someone wants to change and and take a step forward on fitness, they've got to, we get back to the buckets, they've got to work out who they are. They
1: got to know, yeah. You got to know what you're good at, what you're not good at. So you can spend time on bringing up the things that are more difficult for you.
0: Yeah, we had another young new client yesterday and this kid was absolutely fascinating and very proudly is the epitome of what Swing's about. So he emails me and says, oh, we heard you're doing some cool stuff. This kid got down to five. He's about 30. Mm -hmm. and i put him through the screen and he had 16 17 degrees of he's a right-handed golfer Mm -hmm. and so for we've had a couple of emails just pivoting for a second and some of the emails have been can you explain motion again so just backing into this a little bit for a right-handed golfer his lead hip his left hip has to internally rotate has to turn to create speed yeah and at the same time we want that torso to stay nice and quiet so if i'm sitting and facing Sean here, my hips should be turning left as my torso stays stationary to play good golf. Yeah. So he's got, this kid's got 16, 17 degrees of left internal rotation. He's got 40 in his right. Yeah. And I said, oh, have you ever had an injury? He said, no, I've never. So maybe he's built that way. So the first thing we, you I know, said to him was, look, you've got to see Sean and Sean will balance you out a little bit. Stuck in anterior tilt. So yeah. it's tight hip flexors, tight calves, tight hammies or engaged hammies, engaged calves. And the irony was that this kid played off five, he came outside in, which means he used his thoracic spine to hit the golf ball. He was outside in six degrees, but used gear effect to hit a draw. Yeah, so fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. So the pros that he's worked with before, because they don't look at gear effect, didn't know that the face opened. And so him watching the video, and again, let's let's keep it simple. As this kid's hitting the golf ball, and I'm explaining this on YouTube, as the kid hits the golf ball, his face opens, the ball spins counterclockwise. So he's hitting draws, but by opening the face and coming outside in, which should Mm -hmm. be a pull hook. It's fascinating. So he looked at uh, the gear effect and he was blown away. He was like, wow, no one's ever explained it like this. And so we got him from the inside and it it was lovely. The first conversation was, got to go see Sean, let's work out how to fix that posture and left hip. Yeah,
1: and I think it's worth noting for anyone listening when we talk about the internal rotation and the numbers, just to give them a point of reference, in a perfect world, everyone would have 40 degrees of internal rotation and about 60 degrees of external
0: rotation. Why is that?
1: Just the way the hips are designed, and those are like normative values so, and when you mix in, you know, the context of people's injury history and genetics and this and that, there's a lot of variation in that scale, but that's what you're looking for is 40 degrees internal rotation, 60 external.
0: So this kid, uh, he was fascinating, but because, uh, Will was stuck in anterior tilt, maybe we can talk about how that basically diminishes any hip mobility. Yeah. Hip he's mobility.
1: Got. yeah. So when you take any joints, but especially in the hips, it becomes very apparent because they're very mobile. So You should have, like we talked about, that four degrees internal, 60 degrees external. Now, when you take the pelvis and you anterior pelvic tilt it, which I always tell people. It's a
0: belt buckle to the ground. belt
1: buckle to the ground. Or like if your hips are like a bucket of water, you tilt it forward, the water spills out the front. That's anterior pelvic tilt. That's one end of the spectrum of your pelvic tilt. Which is how I'm built type of thing. Yes, which I have a tendency to be that way too. A lot do. And then the opposite posterior tilt is when you bring that bucket of water back to where the water would sit in it or eventually spill out the back.
0: Which is where you want to be at impact. As you yeah, hit the golf ball, you've got a posterior tilt. tilt. Yeah. So your pelvis changes tilt throughout a golf swing.
1: Yes, it should not be a static thing. So you not get it in posterior and hold it. That's also an issue. It's got to be fluid and change. Sure. But when your joints are um, in their kind of mid-range of motion and there's the most space in the actual joint, it's called like open packed position. We call in in medical world. Um, the ball and socket has its most ability to rotate. Okay. So when you're all the way anterior tilt, that joint is closed down a bit. Can't rotate. Sure. Freely or with your full motion. And same thing when you're all the way posterior tilted too, you can't completely rotate freely. So you want to spend or start a lot of your motion in that kind of neutral position in between anterior and posterior. And that allows you to rotate better. But as you're going through the actual swing, you're going to be changing that tilt.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And also for young Will, he was stuck in anterior tilt in posture at address, So he mm-hmm. had no thoracic rotation. So when you've got this big lower back curve, the poor kid couldn't turn and all we got him into neutral posture. So for... For golfers, it means your back's generally pretty straight. You've got to have a bit of curve, right?
1: Yeah, you'll naturally have a bit of curve. And this is always a hard thing for for people to feel because you don't really have a reference point when you're standing.
0: Because you've always been doing whatever you do. Yeah,
1: and so when you tilt your pelvis forward, you can't really see your own lower back, and it's hard to feel where it is in space. So I like just getting people up against the wall where they have a reference point or even laying on your back. Yeah, that's a good idea. And you you stand there, and you get your lower back in posterior tilt to where it pushes into the wall and you feel that reference, that's one end of the spectrum, and then you can do the opposite. You're doing Archer that with Garrett
0: the other morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just
1: to give him a reference, and then you say, okay, well, you're going to land right in the middle of all the way forward and all the way back. That's relatively neutral and a hard thing to measure, but it's important to start to feel what that's like when you're in your body. Then when you tilt forward into your golf posture, you should still have that same position.
0: Interesting. So I we got Will into neutral posture, lower back, and, and we... Instantly said, now, if you're in flat lower back, new, more neutral posture, little curve, then all of a sudden he could turn. Now, let's go full circle with this young kid. He had offset golf clubs that were brand new from one of the big three. Mm. He just spent three and a half grand. And I said, well, unfortunately, and he, he he was very annoyed and he said, well, you know, I've just spent with this person, you know, three, $4,000. Yeah. They were offset. They were brand new big three. And I'm like, well, if I can explain why this guy got you into this, Will had a massively arched lower back. He couldn't turn his T-spine. He fanned the club open and then came way over the top mm-hmm. because his left hip was tight. So, unfortunately, he's come yesterday for one lesson. And obviously, I, I gave him a couple of exercises that, just to get the ball rolling. I said, look, Sean will either like this or not like this. You're going to yeah. obviously trump anything that, that uh, we, I suggest. And then we said, unfortunately, he's got to get his new golf clubs. And he said, oh, I think my dad's got an old set of Mizunos that are 30 years old Perfect. in the
1: Dust them off. Dust them off. And get some new shafts on there and he's, he's off to the races. But
0: again, it's the common theme. Person doesn't warm up. He gets fit because he's coming outside mm-hmm. in. In this case, young Will had some issues going on. Yeah. But because he's coming outside in, it appears the industry doesn't have the conversation of maybe we can fix that, but they just band-aid it with offset golf clubs.
1: Yeah, and it unfortunately keeps you stuck right where you're at. Yeah. So if he starts then rotating better with the the left hip internal rotation, thoracic spines rotating better, his result oh, is going to be it terrible it with that set of clubs. Yeah, yeah he's got to keep swinging the way he is. So yeah. a bit tricky, but I think for people too, when I start talking about, okay, making changes in your body, it's not really unless someone works in this industry something they understand well but if we could push aside with will any indication of like a genetic issue in the hips or injury that would prevent us from making changes you know half an hour's time we should be able to restore that 16 17 degrees of internal rotation to about 40 or similar to what his other side is so with the body like with your technique um and the change of clubs you can make really quick changes not everything is super slow and takes three months in the gym of sweating it out, um, you can improve mobility really, really fast.
0: Obviously, we're, young Will's gonna come and see Sean in the next next week or so. Would you, and again, you've, you've never met Will, but would you assume, dangerous word, but would you assume that he has 40 degrees on both in that left hip? Would I'd you, say
1: he likely has the potential to have yeah, 40 degrees It would on be both.
0: unlikely that he was born maybe he is, Yeah. with that limited motion in his left hip, do you, yeah. you think? Yeah,
1: I would say it's most likely um, an acquired movement stiffness yeah. um, based on a number of factors, everything he's lived through in his life up to this point.
0: Yeah, actually, it's fascinating. So, again, young Will's thoracic rotating through impact, so his club face should be aiming way left. So he's basically hitting slice forehands with his hands. So... We go through the motion, and I explain that, you know, Sean's the the kind of future for his quick improvement. And I said, mate, you're about to shank five golf balls in a row because when you come from the inside, your habit is to open the face. And Mm -hmm. we always, guys and girls, when you're playing golf, face must be less than path. Mm -hmm. So backing it up a little bit, Will's played, got down to five handicap. He's played his entire 15 years outside in seven or eight degrees, face open 20. So then he comes from the inside six degrees, absolutely rips it, and nearly kills one of our guys who's on the right-hand <laughs> side because he was shanky. He literally shanked three in a row. Yeah, yeah, But because we had pre-ordained it and said, hey, mate, you're about to shank a golf ball. Yeah, it's a good thing, actually. Yeah. He, he, and then he, he wasn't surprised. He stopped. He said, why did I shank it? We showed him gear effect, and he was off to the races. And yeah, then that's huge. Said to him, mate, you're going to get about 25 to 30 yards with your 7-iron, and he ripped it about 181 carry yeah. true distance yeah and he was i mean he lit up like a christmas tree yeah and then he shanked the next two okay so, <laughs> so we're going to uh have to work on young will to be really patient
1: yeah and allow that change to allow that change and then stick hopefully
0: so we got a little technical and then his dumb down because he played a fair bit of tennis was top spin forehand
1: okay yeah
0: so we just said point really your shoulders like to first really base and release it and, yeah, yeah yeah fascinating nice. Which kind of leads us to what what you suggested uh about drivers and uh as the new year approaches and all the big five throw yeah. out all their drivers the, the marketing
1: campaigns hit hard start of the year the Drivers, the big one always yeah. so you know we get the every major brand will will launch and they're all competing for selling the most heads but i think a lot of people get caught in the oh new shiny thing yeah and they think maybe this year i get a new driver but For you, knowing clubs so well and building them out for so many people, what would you recommend people, rather than go buy the new driver, what should they do instead? Yeah,
0: I think that's a great question. So we love that our golfers love golf. And if you want to go buy that brand new shiny toy, awesome. But just understand that whomever's fitting you quite possibly might not have the best platform And and if I may explain that. So generally males will be generally tighter, 70, 80% of us will use our thoracic spine to hit the golf ball. Mm -hmm. Because it's really difficult to turn your hips when you've only been playing for five or six minutes. And I think if we can improve the platform of how club fitting occurs, you should warm up for at least 10 minutes before you get a club fitting. So when you walk into a big box retailer or you're in Idaho and you're going to one of the big box stores or with your golf pro, try and go for a quick walk or if they've got an apparatus like a a bike, just jump on a bike for five minutes. Get your blood rate moving, heart rate moving. Because you, as a male especially, you absolutely will come outside in for the first 10 minutes. It would take me, uh, SJ, it would take me, 35 minutes at least to get warmed up to hit a driver yeah and unfortunately because the the customer wants a quick experience because they're time poor mm-hmm. generally they want to get this done in 15 minutes yeah so therefore if they're going to come in at, in 15 minutes generally they're going to be outside in so the person fitting them wants an instant feedback a heart moment so he's he or she's always going to put them into a whippier golf shaft so to answer your question i would just pump the brakes on going into a quick Club fitting experiment, yeah, because it's fundamentally, in my opinion, flawed because you're not warmed up. Yeah, so I think look at golf shaft more than club head.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, my old three wood's thirty six years old, and
1: yeah, things the
0: tech of a three wood hasn't changed. So, unfortunately, for those golfers who want to get that new shiny toy, maybe just look at the math. In my opinion, and certainly as as we dive down this swing together. I think you'd agree. You've got to look at gear effect when you're getting a new driver. Yeah. It's absolutely key. Will's
1: the perfect example. Yeah. Um, Because like we said, maybe there's someone who has struggled with maybe that weak kind of slice, miss out to the right for a right-handed golfer. And they go get fitted and then they're hitting the draw and they don't understand why. But they're actually swinging the same way where they should have that weak slice. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So just just to go over that, as Will hit the golf ball, and this is what. 60, 70% 60, 70% of people who start with swing, mm-hmm. very quickly they start to release it because they look at the gear effect. Remember, yeah. we're looking at gear effect, for, you know, 12, 13 hours a day. As a right-handed golfer makes contact and opens the face, one would think the ball goes to the right because for a right-handed golfer, as the face opens to the right, you'd think the ball goes right, but the opposite happens. So as the face opens right, the ball slides up the face and then, hooks mm-hmm. and so what generally happens is that most males because they're tight and they don't warm up will swing with their shoulders and, and, and arms and basically put a big cut spin on the ball but if you're not sure on what the face is doing you can start hitting these beautiful dries drawers but with an open face yeah so i think that's to answer your question that's what i do before you get fit ask what technology they're using Make sure they're looking at gear effects. Yeah. Make sure you know what your face to path is. Yeah. And if they don't know, maybe don't get fit with them.
1: Yeah. And try, at the very least, go in warm. So I'm thinking of, you know, people in New York City sit at their desk all day, they've got an appointment later, and they just go right there and they're hitting drivers off the bat. Yeah. And they're not going to get, you know, the true experience that yes yeah, okay so if you're in
0: new york city come to us we'll club yeah, yeah. too.
1: or you know people living elsewhere driving in their car a half hour and they're miles just sitting there and then so if your old man wants to go right by
0: driver where would he go in colorado uh
1: um, big box store he's golf yeah club? there's like a pj Superstore, maybe a few different places like that so yeah. if you're going
0: and 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 for miles if you know someone like a a miles who's maybe just retired and wants to play a bit more golf just make sure the platform with which you're getting fit is understanding gear effect, face and path, mm-hmm. and the rest kind of you don't have to worry about. Speeds are relevant. You've got what you've got. Seeing a, a Dr. Sean will increase that speed, but in club fitting, it's irrelevant. For so many years, the club fitting industry has been: if you swing the club at X, you should have this shaft. I think that's fundamentally flawed. We we should we should fit based on face to path. Let's optimize face-to-path and get everyone hitting it as damn hard as we can.
1: Yeah. yeah. Once you've got that, then swing as hard as you want, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Beauty golfers, and thanks for listening to Pivot the Path. And remember, your on-course enjoyment starts with the work you put into your entire game. So you can absolutely own your swing. Keep moving. Keep swinging.
1: Yeah, happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening. More to come.
0: Absolutely.